Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. Welcome back. Fit Nation. Fitness Fit Nation. Your show. Founded by veterans and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with the Misfit Nation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Misfit Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you are a veteran, first responder, or Gold Star family, we'd love to have you come on and just share your story with us. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, or alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle, or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast apps and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Electrocast Media and About Face Radio. This will keep you tuned in to us and learn more about our great guests. It's Fit Nation. It's Fit Nation. It's Fit Nation. Which our next guest has been an entrepreneur for more than 20 years. She has coached upwards of 3,000 people and has delivered presentations for tens of thousands of people. She helps people to see new possibilities for themselves and for their lives. She has appeared in articles for Forbes, The Today Show, Yahoo News, Thrive Global, Authority Magazine, and Influencive. She is the author of Travels of the Heart, Developing Your Inner Leader. She was a best she was a contributing author to the Amazon and New York Times bestselling book, Masters of Success, and she is the host of her own podcast, Unyielded, Thriving No Matter What. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Misfit Nation Show, Bobby Collar, entrepreneur, writer, leader, speaker, life coach, avid athlete, resilient survivor, and one of my favorites, Dog Mom. Welcome, Bobby. Hey there, how you doing? Great. Thanks for again for agreeing to come on and be live with us on About Face Radio and, of course, Electrocast Media and all the other podcasting sites. Uh, I know I just gave a little blurb about you, well, two-paragraph blurb about you out there, and I'm sure you got a lot more you can tell us about your background. And uh, the floor is yours now to give us a little introduction of yourself from as far back as you want to go to how we got to where we are today. All right. Well, today what I do is I'm a self-leadership coach. I do, although primarily what I do anymore is I spend more of my time podcasting, uh, creating content, 
And, you know, because here's the thing, I've coached more than 3000 people, like you said, but the problem with that, Rich, is I can only help people one at a time. So I'm kind of shifting because I want to be able to have a, have a broader reach with that. Because um, I think self-leadership, that's how we create the life that we that we want, right? It's the intentional directing of our efforts towards that. So, um, wow, as far back as I could or <laughs> as I want, I think that I have faced um, different types of challenges and adversity. The first one that I can remember started when I was only six years old, when a speech pathologist told my mom that I had, in his words, catastrophic speech problems. And he also said, I'd never speak correctly and that I'd suffer a lifelong disability because of it. Yeah. And my mom was so awesome in that moment because when he said that, she pulled me into a big hug. She whispered in in my ear and she said, we're not going to listen to him because you never let someone else tell you what you can or cannot do. And I think that, Rich, I think that kind of set me on this uh, trajectory because it's like, that's powerful when someone shows up in a, in a leadership position for you that way, that that's life-changing. Especially when it's someone that is a role model to you to begin with, because it's your mom and that's showing right. that she's there. She got you under the wing and, and pushing you forward and showing you what resilience is. And I'm sure yeah. that's helped you on your next steps in life. Oh my goodness. So many times in my life, you know, it, it always helps to have that, uh, I guess, cheerleader or, we're like my my dad was always at almost every game I ever played. My mom too. Nice. Uh, I played college football. We lost every single game in college football, but he went to every home game and always found the good in what we did. But I mean, we lost every game. We were horrible. I can look back now and say I don't know why I kept playing, but I did because I didn't want to quit. I just wanted to keep going until me and my my brothers on the field played. But he always gave us something, a pointer, what we did right. And that just stayed in my yeah. head. Always find that good, no matter how bad things are in life and how bad things are going. You always find that good to stand back up for them. That's right. And, and that's powerful, you know, and like, like with my mom, it wasn't like she said, Hey, I believe in you, you know, and then you know, sent me on my way. You know, she worked with me every single day for years. I was actually in my twenties before I stopped thinking of myself as someone with speech problems. And one of the most powerful lessons I got from my mom that I've never forgotten is the power of the word yet. Because like, I'd be so frustrated. There were words I couldn't say, like the one that stands out to me is I couldn't say the word milk. Don't know why. Couldn't say it. that L L that L K sound. Forget it. And, and uh, I'd be so frustrated. I'd be like, I can't say that. And she's like, no, you can't say it yet. And it's like, yeah. So if I keep trying, I keep putting the work in, I can get there. And eventually I did. So immensely grateful for her. That is outstanding. And I'm sure now in your, your other, your new role coaching and mentoring others to find their best, best selves. You also throw that yet in there too. When they say, Bobby, I I don't know if I can do this. And you can't do it yet. You just got to put, you have to put work in. You have to put the work in and rich. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is one of the things that in coaching people, so many times we confuse where we are right now, like our present performance, we confuse that with where we can be. And those are really different things. And, and people are hard on themselves. You know, the mind chatter that we have going on, you know, we're constantly judging ourselves. We're crit- criticizing ourselves. We're not good enough. We're not this. We're too thin. We're too fat. We're too smart. We're too dumb. <laughs> we're all over the place. But it's like, you know, that doesn't matter. Like we can get to where we want to be. We just... It's just about putting the work in and and working on the right stuff. 
it's not just hard work. It's also the right stuff. Definitely. And with uh, 3,000 uh, clients that you've had or 3,000 people you've coached, I'm sure there's no one size fits all for all of them. No. Each person, each human and each human being is dynamic in that way. Everyone's different. What's your best uh, mantra to get them unstuck for themselves? Mm, uh, there's always a way forward. I believe that passionately. Uh, and and I, I would go so far as that probably saved my life um, at one point. But it's there is always a way forward. Our job is to keep looking for it and keep preparing ourselves for it. And when you say there's no one size fits all, it's completely correct because think about it. You're at different stages of your journey, right? One person changes how many times throughout your lifetime. And so it's just this continual process, I think, of, of, of evolving and, and becoming something new. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And when you say always moving forward, what are some things that how you get them to keep get that foot started to go forward? What is a motivational word you say to them? Hey, you can't just stop. You can't stop now. That wall is not real. Just step forward and move, move through it. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I have if I have one motivational word, but <laughs> my my thing is that action creates hope, and then hope creates more action. And one of the things that tends to stop people is of taking action. You know, it comes down to fear, right? And it also a lot of times comes down to, I don't have all the answers yet. I don't have the big plan yet. And so we think, well, unless we have the plan, unless we have all the answers, we can't get forward, get, get started. And that's absolutely incorrect. You know, James Clear, I don't know if it was, he's the author of Atomic Habits. He said, I just saw this quote recently. He said, successful people begin before they're ready. Right. And I think that's powerful, right? That That, that confidence that you have. And so one of the things that I help people with, I call it learn your way forward. And it's a very simple model. I I came up with it years ago because it, this came, came up so many times, but it's like, so it's a triple A, right? It starts with act. You know, what is the simplest action that you can take? And I don't care how small that action is. It doesn't have to be big, right? It can be a tiny, tiny step, but come with, up with some action that you can take because nothing happens without action. And then from there, you take the action and then you assess, how did it go, right? If it went great, let's repeat it. Let's keep doing it. If it didn't go maybe as well as we wanted to, what could we, what could, what could we change? Because sometimes that happens. And then that brings us to the third day, which is to adapt. You know, it's like, okay, well, if it didn't go as well as I wanted to, what could I try differently? Or maybe I just need to forget that altogether. Um, but here's, here's kind of a, I don't know if it's a dirty secret, but I think it is a secret about this. When we take action, even if we fail, we just built some confidence. We built up some courage and we learned, we, we learned something. So we moved forward, you know, so it doesn't matter. Like just take the action. Exactly. And I think, uh, the great one, Wayne Gretzky once said, you miss a hundred percent of shots you don't take. I love that quote because I loved Wayne Gretzky too. <laughs> if you don't run forward, it's not going to happen. Uh, I know a That's lot right. of entrepreneurs, authors, uh, you name it. Everyone gets stuck and sometimes they put their, mm -hmm. their dream to the side because there's, like you said, fear. fear That's right. Fear of, fear of the unknown, fear of what's going to happen tomorrow. You can't yep. always worry about tomorrow. You worry about today, tomorrow will happen. No matter what you want to do, it's going to come. And you That's have to right. You know, what's the action you can take today? And you mentioned the uh, the book I was in, the one where I was one of the contributing authors. 
that came about. I was in an entrepreneur conference back in 2002 and they said, they said, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to put together this book. And, you know, if you want to submit your story, go ahead. And I thought, well, I got that great story about, you know, overcoming speech problems. And I was a professional speaker by that point. And I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Rich months went, went by. <laughs> and I didn't do anything because I was afraid. It's like, well, what if they reject it? What if they reject it? And then it was like on a Tuesday, I got this email from them and, I, and they said, Hey, if you want to submit your story, now's the time because the cutoff is Friday. And I thought, man, it would really suck if I submitted my story. And they said, no, that, that was one of those like universe type moments where the universe tapped me on the shoulder. And it was like, they might say no, but here's the thing. They cannot say yes, unless you have the courage to type up the story and send it in. And it was such a dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, what's the worst they can say? No, it doesn't stab you. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't kill no. you. It it's shows true. you. It shows you yeah. can do it. That's right. And that's right. next time will be better because now you learned maybe if they gave you feedback, if they assessed it, like you said, if they assessed it, gave you some pointers, you just resubmit to, to the next the next person that wants it. And then you that's get that right. maybe you get that thumbs up or keep fighting until you do it. Until you do. Right. But they you couldn't say it. yes until I tried it. Exactly. And you would have never known. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I almost missed the opportunity because of that. That was a great learning lesson for me. Some, some, for some people, that's a, a large curve, that learning curve, to, until they can finally take that jump and do it. And mm -hmm. it, it hurts them in the, in the long run, by I guess, by stalling, stalling their lives, stalling their career, yeah. or where yeah. they could go their trajectory. Like for yeah. me, I've been, been writing a novel for forever, but I, every time I get it to a point, I go back and do revisions and revisions. And then I, I put out another book like rapidly, and already, it already published and it's out because I didn't think about it. I just did it. Oh, I just did it. That's gave interesting. It, gave it to my daughter, let her edit it, and then I published it. And it's out there. And the other book, it's it's halfway done, com completely halfway done right now, where I want it. And now I can move forward and, and still be happy. Yeah. That's amazing, though, that you were able to do the other one so quickly. Yeah. It, it was a shocker to me because she gave me the idea to do it. So I, was, I did stupid, stupid quotes on Facebook every month at the end of the first year of uh, the pandemic. And mm -hmm. I just used Jumanji as my reference point. Oh, you made it to this level of Jumanji. Now we have to do this. We faced this team in last month. Let's face this one next month. And she said, you need to put that into a book. So I did the 13 step guide to success. And it, it, just, it just rolled out of me when I did it. So it was good. Yeah. That's when you know that something, you're really in alignment with something too, you know, because the mind chatter is quiet. Um, you know, something too, we were talking about, you, you mentioned the thing about the fear, you know, how, how sometimes that people, it, will stop people. You know, something I, I've, I've come to see is that I think when we feel that fear, I think, I think many times we think we're the only ones in the world that ever feel the fear. And it's like, no, that makes you human. It makes you human. It doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make you fearful. It makes you human. Definitely. And I think that that's a great point. A lot of people think they're alone in that fear. And, yeah. Uh, you I don't, can I don't yeah. What's that? You can ask anyone, any big uh, successful person, did you ever have fear moving forward? Of course. Yes. I'm human. Like you said, you got your human. You have to have something back here saying, hey, wait, you might not want to do that. But then again, I'm doing it anyway. So let's go. Yeah, I'm doing it anyway. I don't know. I don't know if you're a country music fan or not. So, you know, Alan Jackson. Yes. Right. Love Alan Jackson. I saw this interview with, with him once. And this was like such a 
it just shifted things for me. They were talking about when he appears on the Grand Ole Opry, like that's the, that's the pinnacle, right? And they're like, do you still get nervous when you're on the Grand Ole Opry? And he's like, look, if you don't get nervous when you're stepping on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry, you don't deserve to be there. Right. That's a, that's brilliant. I think that's why most of them call it the mother church. It's about 43 minutes from my house. So, Oh my goodness. It's not far from here, and you see the billboard all the time, and you see big names yeah. on that billboard going there. Some of them the first time, a lot of them just gravitate back just because, like you said, it's a moment. When every time you go in there, oh. it's another, it's a moment in life. So yeah, yeah, it must be amazing. It's a, it's a chapter you cannot replace, and if you have the opportunity, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would think so because I can't even imagine. That's like that's hallowed ground, or Definitely. hallowed ground. In 2010, when the, the flood the flood hit here, the 500-year flood hit Middle Tennessee, and the Grand Ole Opry was underwater. So no. they saved the one circle of the stage, then built the rest around it and kept that circle wow. where, just, where the artist stays, stands. So that's still yeah. the same stage from before that's in there. So that's that even cool. Makes it better. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. They were able to save that. Yeah, the whole area has, has been rebuilt and bounced back way bigger than it ever was. And it, the economy is booming down in Nashville. So. That's cool. You love to, you love to see that kind of recovery, right? Yeah. We, we moved back here just like, I think two weeks after the floods happened That's when we moved back, we came mm. back from Korea to here. And is, so we're finding a house that wasn't flood affected, wasn't mold and then learning all the issues that they had. And it was, it was big problems. And we've seen the rebuild from that point on. So it's been amazing. Yeah. It is, it is always amazing when you see communities come together that way. Right. Of your 3,000 uh, coached, coached humans, I'll call them, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what are some uh, awesome stories you can tell of someone? You don't have to mention names. You can just uh, mention stories that are paths. Yeah. Okay. So two immediately come to mind. Uh, one is more on the business side. Uh, this was a guy that... Um, he came into the coaching sessions and his manager was like, love this guy, would love to help him. But it, he was in sales and he's like, he's always, he's always like in the last position, always in last position. And, you know, we had some coaching sessions and, and this, is, this is such a bad story about myself. He, he did not appear to be open to the coaching. You know, like he just wasn't like when, when you'd ask him questions, he wasn't very engaged and all this kind of stuff. And, um, on our third coaching session, we I didn't feel like we we're getting anywhere. And I was like, okay, this is going to be the last coaching session. Cause I mean, if we're not getting anywhere, we're not getting anywhere. And it was at the end of the session and we had officially closed the session. Like I'd closed my notebook. And um, he said, by the way, he said, uh, something you said a couple sessions ago, he goes, you asked me a question and I've really been thinking about that question. And I was like, oh, well, what was the question? You know, and he's like, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a fabulous question. It was a very straightforward question, but it made him think about stuff. And I said, ah, and I said, well, what, what do you think about it now? And he, and he gave me his answer. And uh, I said, is that something you want to talk about more? And he's like, well, I know you're busy. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm here for you. And we sat down, we talked about it. That led him to put himself on this, this path. And within three months, he became the top salesperson. Wow. Literally worst to first. And, and I feel bad because I was thinking, I don't know if this guy's open to coaching, you know, because we weren't making progress, but then all of a sudden, 
you know, something sparked within him. So that's always been one of my, one of my proud ones. The, my, probably my favorite though, <clears throat> it's a client I had last year. And when we first started talking, high performing, high performing manager. And he's like, I just feel burnt out by life. And he said, you know, you know, that feeling when, when you were a kid and you got off the bus, the last day of school, he said, I'd love to have that feeling again. But he said, I think I've lost that part of myself. And we went through, it was a, a six week program. Um, and we, we talked about positive intelligence, which, which is all about mental fitness, which mental fitness is our, it's not mental health. Mental fitness is our, our ability to respond to life's challenges with a positive mindset rather than a negative, neutral or stressed mindset. And so as a program on that, we went, he went through it by week three. He's like, oh my God. He goes like, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel like myself again. By week six, he said his children, his wife, his, his team members were all coming to him to say, you seem like a different person. And he's like, it, he said, Bobby, he said, you that he goes, this program probably changed my relationship, you know, for the better with my wife and my kids. And he said, my kids actually said, I want to spend time with you, dad. Oh. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, you can't get any better than that. Like, that's that's the best right there. <laughs> I never had to ride a bus to school, but I understand the joy of never having to go back for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you leave class the last day. It's awesome. You throw everything out, you throw it away, and your parents oh. bags, you throw all your notebooks away because you could have used them again, but you didn't care. Pens are gone, <laughs> so a whole new list next year or That's in three right. months, or months, whatever it was back then. And I, that joy is something a lot of, uh, I think a lot of adults lose when they uh, mm -hmm. get to grind, I like to call it. Uh, you start yeah. adulting as their, the new keyword now. I'm an adulting person. And you kind of yeah. lose some of that joy because everything feels like a job. You, you go to work and then you go home, you're working and working and working. And if you don't find that inner peace somewhere between there, you're not going to mm -hmm. have peace. So f having him find that joy in a short period and be able to sustain yeah. that, that, that's awesome. Yeah, because you're right. Like as you get older and you get more responsibilities, it starts to feel that like that, that uh, life is one long to-do list. Right. <laughs> and and we, we're just meant for more than that. And we're meant for more than that. Definitely. And uh, like when I started the show, I looked around. I, I just finished my master's. And I said, look, looking at my calendar, it's like about eight hours a week. I don't have anything aligned with. And I still have family time in there. I got to do something else. So I just started researching. So how about a podcast? That, that can't take much time. And, and, and there I am. <laughs> <laughs> do you still think it doesn't take much time, though? Oh, not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When, when I started mine, I'm like, well, you know, I didn't, I knew nothing about it clearly, but I'm like, well, it can't take that much time. And I'm like, oh yeah, it can. It takes more than you think, <laughs> but it's all good. Day. Right. Cause you, if you love it, it's okay. Right. If you're having a blast, it's, it's fun. I know there's some people that burn out and this, is, even if it's just a hobby, they burn out like 10 episodes. Right. I think is the average for burnout for some people. And yeah. if you get there and it's not, it's not for you, it's not for you. You, you got to move to something that is for you. You'll find it. You got to find like find a joy. You got to find that joy. Yep. Something that makes you smile every day when you wake up and say, I, well, I got this today. Like this morning I looked at my thing. Oh, I got Bobby tonight. This is going to be a great interview. I can make it through work. That's easy. <laughs> and, and then come here. Yeah. But you know what? You're, you're right. If it's not for you, it's not for you. It doesn't mean anything's bad about you. Nothing's wrong. It's just not a good fit. So find what is keep looking. Right. And maybe it's, 
you weren't supposed to do it alone. Maybe you needed a partner or maybe you can be a behind the scenes person and do content with a team. You just got to find your niche and make it work for everybody. And that way, when you come home, you're happy. You wake up, you're you're happy, even though you got to wake up, but you're still up. You wake up, you're Mm -hmm. stacking that victory as soon as you wake up in the morning and you just keep pushing forward. That's the best way to do things. Yep. And I like how you say stacking, stacking victories because that builds so much momentum and it's just such a positive, it creates that upward spiral. And we need that. That's something we, we, we promote here all the time. And it's something we do as soon as you wake up in the morning, that's a victory for a lot of people just getting up in the morning, Uh, make your bed. That's a victory. Brush your teeth, eat, do all the things you're supposed to do The checklist to maybe put some deodorant on to help your fellow man or woman (laughs) go outside. Those are all victories each day. Count the number you have. And try to beat that the next day. If you have 18 today, try yeah. to get 19 tomorrow. Don't count anything that you were short on. Just mm-hmm. uh, make a checklist and say, oh, yeah, I remember what I did and don't do it again. And just yeah. move forward. You, you keep doing that. I think you'll be you'll be fine in the end. You, you know what? That strikes a, that, that strikes a deep chord for me. Because uh, back in 2003, I collapsed, very nearly died. I've had doctors say, like, we don't even understand how you're alive. And I was an athlete before I got sick. And one doctor said, yeah, your days of being an athlete are over. And I'm like, I don't know if I can accept that. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't know about that. I can't give that up. And then I found another doctor 18 months into the illness. And she's like, you know, we reached a point where she's like, okay, you can go out and start taking walks again. Before getting sick, I'd run eight miles in under an hour every other day. Uh, my first walk, Rich, was to the end of our like 20 to 30 foot driveway. And I had to sit down at the end of the driveway because I was like shaking from the effort. I made it back in and I was drenched in sweat. Like I had to go back to bed for the day. But every day I thought if I can go out and walk to the end of the driveway, that is a victory. And I'm going to celebrate that as a victory. And the next day, if I can take another step, that's a victory. So that was, that was, we're coming up on the 20 year anniversary because it was March 6th of 2003 and now I live in Colorado part of the year. I'm 9,000 feet. I cycle mountain passes. I cross country ski more than 70 days a year. I'm a better athlete than I was before I got sick. But it began with something as simple as walking to the end of the driveway and committing to that every day. So what you just said there, man, I can't even agree with you more than what you said. Oh, thank you. And that's a, thanks for sharing that. And during your recovery process, uh, did you ever think these doctors are crazy? They don't know how to treat me because I was an avid athlete and I want to still be that avid athlete and keep that as your mindset to move forward. It was the doctor who told me that I'm like, he's a very compassionate man and maybe based on his research, that's what's true for him. But I know my heart and I, and here's the thing. Cause what, the other part of what he told me that day is he said, people that have what you have only like only 3% of them will experience full recovery. And I'm like, okay, well, that means that someone has the answer because it's not zero, right? 3% of the people, either they have the answer or their doctors have the answer. So I need to find, I need to find part of that 3%. And eventually I found a doctor who said, I've treated this and I can help you get better. And it's going to take a minimum, minimum of two years, but it's like, Hey, I'm going to be hopefully two years older either way in two years. So I might as well get started. But yeah, so I, I never, I never gave in to, but that could go back to my mom, like with the speech pathologist. Yeah. We're not going to listen. I mean, I think some of my mom rubbed off on me there. <laughs> That's what I was about. I was trying to see if you, you found the correlate, you thought about it right there. <laughs> yeah. 
Amasid. <laughs> That's right. That's said, right. I can't run yet. I can't be an athlete yet. And just keep moving forward. And mm -hmm. you proved them wrong. And you proved to anyone that was diagnosed with this after you that they too can keep pushing forward and not have to accept the, the terms of the, the illness. Yeah. And, and finding, finding a doctor that you believe in and that really takes the time to listen to you. It's like, that's so important. It's just so important. We, you have to be your own advocate. Definitely. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about finding that joy, finding that comfort spot for anything mm -hmm. in life. You don't have to settle for something. You can test, that's you right. can test the doctor. No, this, this doctor is not working for me. They're not even listening to me. They're looking at a chart and saying, this is, if she said this, I'll check this. That's mm -hmm. what this means. No, look at me, feel my knee, see what's wrong with my knee. And let me, Oh my forward. goodness. That, Oh, that is so right. When my dad was in the hospital back in November, he was 89. And, um, most of the doctors came into his room. They, they looked at the computer. They looked at his chart. Like they didn't, they didn't even talk to him. And finally, like the one doctor came in and I said, before you go to the computer, will you do me a favor and look at my dad, talk to my dad, like look the man in the eyes. And, and he ended up being the best doctor we had. I mean, he sat down, he talked with dad, but it's like, I don't know. You just, I don't know. It was just missing. Like, and maybe they had all the answers, but uh, someone that, someone that will listen is so huge in, in all aspects of your life, medicine, whatever it might be, relationships, just listening is so imp important. Definitely listen to hear, not to speak. And uh, I think that's something <laughs> I've been trying to promote a lot. Listen to hear what someone's saying before you just want to throw in the, Back in my day, I did it this way, or I have a story that can outdo what you just said. So. Yep. That ain't nothing. Exactly. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I can top that one. <laughs> it's like, don't. If you want to build rapport with someone, don't do that. This isn't a hold oh my, my beer moment. This isn't a hold your beer moment. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's spot on. You were talking about uh, you didn't want to find what the doctors say to be true and your resilience to move forward. What are the three uh, fundamental truths you hold close to the heart? Yeah. These are born out of an experience a long time ago, but the three fundamental truths, number one is that the future can be changed, right? Cause I think a lot of times we think, you know, where we are right now, it's just going to continue this like this. We, we can't do anything. And that's not true. Sometimes there's a, you know, people talk, they call it like your default, your default future. And it's like, it's not true. It, it doesn't matter. And I had that realization. I was 23 working two jobs, hadn't found a way to go to college yet. Cause my parents weren't going to pay for it. And I'm like, I was, I was at a dead end. And it's like, you know what, just cause that's where you are right now does not mean that that can't change. And eventually I paid my way through college, including to get my master's degree. So that's number one, the future can be changed. Number two, and this is a really important one. Well, they're, they all are, but number two is that you can change your future. Like we don't, for me, when I, as that 23 year old, I think in all honesty, back then I was waiting for someone to say, here, Bobby, let me do that for you. No one was going to do that, Rich. And the day when I realized no one's coming to my door to knock on it and give me a better opportunity. That was one of the most powerful days of my life because it's like, wait a minute, I don't need for someone to do that. I can do that. doesn't mean you have to do it on your own, 
right? You can have help, you can have love, you can have support, but it's my life. And I'm like, I'm going to drive my life. And then the third one is that you don't have to wait. Because again, people think I have to have the whole plan, all the answers. No, you just have to get started. Like put the ball in play, right? <laughs> you just got to get started. And, and having coached more than 3,000 people, what I know is that you can learn what you need to learn along the way. There's there's nothing that you can't learn. That's that's my, my that's my philosophy. That's outstanding. All three of them are great, and, uh, and there is nothing you can't learn if you put your mind to it. And if you want to keep learning, you can, there's plenty of stuff out here you can learn now. And oh my goodness! No, there's no real stopping what you can learn and can't learn. Mm -mm. It's it's even easier to learn stuff now than what it was before because you know the internet and and all the great stuff out there. It's just, uh, but whatever it is, someone else has learned it. Right. So find that person, if nothing else. And they learned it maybe the hard way. So you might learn it from them and uh, find an easier path as you move forward. That's right. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with learning it the hard way for yourself either. You'll never forget it that way. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll learn something. <laughs> hopefully, you learn. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you learn something. If you're hard headed, you might learn it many times over. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some of those lessons, you know, and here's the good news. The universe is going to keep tapping you on the shoulder until you get it. <laughs> you may not want to do it that way again. <laughs> That's right. Try something new. <laughs> you got off this exit the wrong time, four times. So it's a pass it this time and go to the next one and you'll get it right. Yeah. So Bobby, yeah. if you can give advice to a young entrepreneur just coming out or any entrepreneur just starting a business, if you give them three tips of advice, what that what would that be? Uh, number one, make sure you're passionate about it, right? Because I think being an entrepreneur is not easy. And I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything. But but you're gonna have dark moments. You're gonna have those moments when you doubt yourself. You're gonna have you're you're gonna make mistakes. Whatever. So make sure it's something that you're passionate about because that passion is gonna make you. It's gonna help you push through what you need to do. Um, so that's one. Two would be. Oh, understand that you're going to make mistakes. Some of them are going to be huge, bigger than you can even imagine. And that is not a reason to stop, right? It's just a mistake. Learn from it, pick yourself up from it and, 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 and find out. And sometimes it takes time to do this, but a lot of times those mistakes they turn into a gift or an opportunity at some point because we, we look back and it's like, oh man, that was a turning point for me. Or that's that was something that was really important for me to learn. So that would be number two. And then uh, the third one is, I, this is probably more for like someone who's newer, but you, you don't have to have, like set a direction. Don't, don't, don't get caught up in the, I have to have something finite and it has to be super well-defined, you can figure that out as you go along, but have a direction that you believe in and, and keep making adjustments as you're working yourself that way. It's not bad if you have the plan, but sometimes we don't. Like, for example, real quick, I was talking to someone, this was a couple of years ago, and, and he had this desire to become a coach and have a speaking career. And he's like, but I don't know how to get started. I don't know the whole plan. I'm like, you don't have to have the whole plan. Pick one thing that you could do. And, and he, he was at a company and I'm like, how about if you go to, to, to someone at your company, like your boss or something and say, hey, this is the type of coaching I'd like to do. Like, this is how I'd like to help people. 
get started there, you know, learn about it, network, you know, so, so those would be my three off the top of my head tips. That's I'll probably awesome. think of like five more later, but that's okay. That's, that's three good tips right there. And I like to, like to learn it, learn it, learn as you go, learn and grow as you're doing things yeah. is the best way to do it. And if you have that little inch of, I don't think I can do it. Like you said, find someone that can be your mentor and become like an apprentice and sit behind them and watch how they do yeah. it. And Okay. Take those notes and make sure you take the notes and the mental notes, however you take your notes, learn your lesson and then do it yourself. And then you'll say, yeah. Oh, I could do this. I should have done this three years ago. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Ask people, ask people who are doing what you think you want to do. Ask them about how they got started or, you know, most people like people, people reach out to me. I'm happy to have those conversations, right? Most people are. And if they're not, that's on them, not you. But don't be afraid to reach out to people. Definitely. And that's a, I know that's a lesson. A lot of people, a lot of my listeners are a lot of the veteran listeners. <laughs> they're, they're all, uh, we all have this hard headedness as a veteran. And uh, like you, we talked about pre-show with your dad, his generation, they didn't want to talk about what they went through because it was their job. They just did it because they were supposed to. And yeah. a lot of us think that if we can't do it ourselves, we shouldn't ask for help was then that's a sign of what weakness and, if you get that out of your mind and that mindset to clear up and say, if you have this inner circle that can help you use them, mm -hmm. if they can't help your inner circle can help you. They're not your inner circle. They're just people that you hang out with so they can move to the outer ring and then find a new circle and get the people around you that are your cheerleaders, that are your mentors, that are those people that will raise you, lift you up instead of put you down and tell you, mm -hmm. you can't, and maybe be there to push you forward. That's right. And it's because it's not a sign of weakness. I think it's actually a sign of strength. And uh, back in uh, 2000, I was leaving my old job to be, you know, to start my own business. And he's still my friend to this day. One of the last things he said to me was, you know, at, before I left the company, he said, you'll be successful as long as you'll, as long as you learn how to ask for help when you need it. And he said, you're so independent. And he's like, you don't have to have all the answers. You just, you just have to know how to find the answers. And I, it, it, I don't know if I was really appreciative at the time, Rich, when he told me that. But looking back, that was one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten in my entire life. You know, because it's like, yeah, it's not a sign. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength and commitment. And people like to help people like that. And that's definitely a perfect way to say that. And surrounding yourself with like-minded people, yes, will help you out. If you, mm -hmm. like I previously said about the inner circle, make sure your inner circle is your inner circle. They're not just people that are cool to have there. They, they can go to the outer rings and still be in your life, but have your inner circle as those who are there in a heartbeat or no mm -hmm. question asked favors and they're there for you. Yeah. And and it, and it can be a small inner circle, right? Right. Definitely. And, and, and like you said, nothing wrong. It's just inner circle versus outer circle. I love that. Got to know who's who and who's who in the zoo, I guess is a good way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> you don't want to mess around with the wrong people. So just mm -hmm. if you want success, leave it that way. Bobby, we talked, we covered a lot of stuff, a lot of your life and how it has shaped you as a, as the person you are now and able to help as many clients as you have and to be published in so many different uh, uh, magazines uh, and uh, news groups. Where can people find you? Where can they find out how to get in touch with you and maybe get the luckiness, lucky shot to have you be their coach? Well, thanks for asking two ways. Uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I post for content four days a week. Um, 
all, you know, all, all in this vein. And then the other way is through my website, which is just bobbykaler.com. And by the way, on there, if they sign up for, if anyone signs up for the newsletter, it's a bi-monthly newsletter and it's all about this, you know, finding your forward is what, find your forward is what it's called. But included in that is a, it's a free five-day email course where I cover some of the fundamentals of what do we need to do in order to find our way forward and ma maintain that momentum. Nice. Yeah. And the podcast information is there too on the website. <laughs> I always forget everything. I'm like, what am I going to say there? <laughs> but you got everything in there. So that's good. A, a one-stop shop for your website. And then of course, LinkedIn. That's right. LinkedIn is a great platform for people yeah. who want to be successful in careers and not just have memes and stuff on Facebook. Bobby, Absolutely. thank you for coming on and hanging out with us for the last 40 minutes or so and uh, taking some of their time out there in beautiful Colorado to hang out with us here. And uh, I, I've, I've had a great time chatting with you. I'd, I'd probably want to have you on again in the future if you'd like to. And the, I think that it's been great. I love that. And thanks for the invite. And I'd love to come back. This was awesome. I loved it. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are 